Word broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet Dikewood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, he's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyanukokraba. Now on today's message. Setting me up on a rock. I see God hiding me in his tabernacle. From this moment. I am safe. I am secure. My family is safe. My family is secure. I see God lifting up my head. God has lifted up my head above my enemies who are around about me. God is exposing my enemies to me. I see the light at the end of the tunnel in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that what we have said is established. Because the word says that we shall decree a thing and it shall be established. We seal all these declarations with the precious blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. And please sit on top of your enemies. And now as you are seated, you can clap your hands powerfully for Jesus. Hallelujah. Today, I'm preaching on what I started last week, which is honoring with ease. Honoring with ease. One of the things that we must note is that God wants us all to do well. God wants us to live long. But for some of these things to happen, one of the things God expects you to do is to honor. Honoring, for instance, a father and a mother Bible says that will make you experience well-being and also to live long. And so Bible says that what we learned last week, Romans chapter 13 verse 7, render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. And by the grace of God, last week I shared with that the first point, which had to do with honor with love and faith. And I shared some scenarios, I think four of them, showing you how when you honor, little do you know that sometimes it is going for your good. Can I have a better amen? Today we are celebrating from now up to somewhere in December. Every week there's a region that will be celebrating the, the original swelling, swelling. And today is for Kaswa West. Today is Kaswa West starting that swelling. So... Getting to the end of the service, we'll call the Kaswa West people to just come and say something and I'll pray for them. Can I have a better amen? Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, it's nice to sit by you. And tell your neighbor, have you been honoring your parents? What is your neighbor saying? Yes? What does, ask your neighbor, what about, if your neighbor is a lady, ask your lady, what about your husband? Mama, can't wife, we are stubborn. 
I said, if it's a lady or your bar, should you need me to and say, what about your husband? Who is asking you that, Sempa? Yeah, what did what did she say? Perfect. Okay. Hallelujah. In this church, we must do what the Bible says. Amen. When we do that, God will bless us. Can I have a better amen? As well, to see her, and six weeks I made on honor. Why would I spend long time teaching on honor? Because I've come to see that it is the main thing. Some people don't have good jobs because you don't honor. Yeah. But if you change when it comes to honoring, you see that you find favor. Special favor. Some of you are at your workplace. Check your honor. Do you honor your boss as you should? In the church, do you honor your pastor? Because I mean, remember, you will need your pastor. If you've been honoring your pastor, it will be well with you. Do you honor our bishop? Your bishop here, do you honor, do you honor me? Some of you still don't honor me. But work on it. Do we honor our founder? As an Akazu assembly, do we honor our convener? When, when your pastor sends you a message, do you just check and then say, Oh, how am I doing do? I'll reply when I'm free. It's not honor. And these little, little things has a way of spoiling many things in our lives. Can I have a better amen? So today I want to look at some other points. Please write it down if you can. Honor with acceptance and admiration. So how do you honor with ease? Say, you will be a person How can you do it with ease? So one of the ways to do that is to accept and admire the person you have to honor. Accept and admire. You know, in John chapter 1 verse 12, Jesus said, actually from verse 11, John chapter 1 verse 11, he says that, came unto his own and his own received him not. How can that be? That you have come to, for your own. You have come to your own. Because your own and I just say, if you have parents, your own is your children. You came to your own. You want to knock at your children's room and they will open you. How will you feel? How would you feel? He came to his own. Husband came to your own. Your wife. And your wife will not receive you. The founder of the church has come to his own. And his own will not receive him. Right here, one day Bishop Dad came here. And there were some people around. And I think they didn't know him. And so they treated him as an ordinary person. I said, Ish. And that's what happened to Jesus. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. But then he says in verse 12, Jesus giving us an account. And Apostle John had to write it down. He said that, But as many as received him, the word received there 
are actually four words. And today I'm giving it to you. Received him. It means accept. It means receive. It means admire. And it means flow. Araf. So, though he said received, he's trying to talk about these four words. Accept. Somebody say accept. Somebody say accept. So, as many as accepted him, as many as received him, as many as admired him, and the last one, as many as flowed with him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. What until you accept that person that you have to honor as very precious and high in your sight it's very difficult to honor until you admire you can't admire admire means to like somebody to the highest level that you want to even do anything for the person that's admire you notice you can't admire Especially if you are looking at, let's say, our for and as I said before, I'm not worried, people who are not married yet. You see how the gentleman admires the lady, the lady admires the man. You see how they respect each other. You see how they just want to introduce each other to everybody. That thing, you know, before they marry, before they marry and they start seeing problems, that thing, you know, that admiration, if you can sustain it, you can sustain it because most of us that's the problem when we marry or we get to know ourselves then the admiration is reduced how many understand what i'm talking about if you understand lift up your hand let me be sure that i'm talking to us if you don't understand i'll repeat it again yeah admiration admiration so do you admire your boss that he's, he's the one that is making things work for you to admire, you must always have reasons why. Huh? If you don't have reasons why you should admire, one day something will just push you out of that admiration status. What are the what are the good reasons why? Because of yeah, simple. Everybody has some frailties and some mistakes, but you should always have some reasons why this person should still be great in my sight. If it is church, you must always have reasons why I admire my bishop. There may be reasons why you should not admire your bishop, but don't look at that and look at the reasons why you should admire your bishop. Reasons why you should admire your pastor. Reasons why you should admire your husband. Reasons why you should admire your parents. Your parents may not be able to pay your school fees, but there might be reasons why you should still admire them. And if you don't have those reasons, then something else will let you say that me. Oh, me papa cry when then why am mommy ah men can be that say then papa yama 
have seen a lot of people who did not honor fathers and when it got to their marriage then the problem began a lot of people are going through marital challenges usually it's because there was some dishonor be somewhere yes one day i met um a young man and his wife i met the man first the man was invited to church by my wife and then this man she went somewhere and met this man and said why don't you come to our church and the man came the day the man came she came to sit somewhere second or third seat and when we closed as i was preaching now he was smiling so when we closed i called him and then he came close then we talked then i asked married yes so we spoke and then i said i'll come and visit so the following day she he called me and said that pastor you said you come and visit please i'll be expecting you because there's something i want to talk to you about so i said well i'll come with my wife is he okay he said yes so i went with my wife and then we got there very nice dressed man who came to church wearing white i remember many years ago when we got to where he stays and he showed us we got there many years ago there was no google location so when we got to the area i said ah so where's your house so he said i'm coming and when he came out and he took us in it was a small room i couldn't believe it small room i mean small as small as somewhere like this so i got confused ah it didn't look like somebody who i mean the way he addressed on sunday and all that and even the smiles did not really reflect the room Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor your smile, your smile, your smile, your smile can reflect a lot of things. Yeah. So, so I went in with my wife and then we sat down and we started talking. I said, "As where is your wife?" Then we started as we were going deeper. I realized I know. I had to ask my wife to go out. So I asked my wife to go out because everything that I discuss with my wife ethically is wrong. If you're a doctor and you have patients come to you and some of them have issues if you are not somebody who keeps ethically keeps things as secrets then you are some way why do you go and tell your, your wife that this patient has hiv it's not good so that's all we do she also doesn't share things with me we respect unless it's something that has to do with both of us have to discuss for solution or whatever so i asked her out are you listening to my story the way you smile shows me that you're listening or not. The way you clap also will show that I'm um, you are listening or not. Okay, so so then this gentleman was free now to ex- express himself. Fast forward, we spoke into things. So I asked that so once you went, so my wife is we are separated. Ah, what children? So fast forward. I said, well, let me talk to your wife. I said, I'll be glad. Because my wife said she would come to where I am. So I spoke with the wife on the phone. And I spoke, so, so, so she was very wild, but I calmed her down. I said, when they come around and let's get to meet. And so some food will be then she came to the area. And then we met. And we met. Very nice woman. So I said, oh, you know, I met your husband. So we started talking. By the time we were finished, she had calmed her a little, wanting to listen to my counsel. And I said, I remember I said something like, I am like a, a spiritual doctor. I think you and your husband are patients. You have some issues. 
trust me as a doctor to be able to give you some medication and uh, um, prescribe something for you over a given period if you can take it I'm trusting God that you'll be well and they listen to me and then gradually I started intervening back for back for back for then at a point they came together and then they even gave birth to another one and then as time was going on issues started coming up then God told me to go deeper prophetically and I remember one going issue and it clearly came to me that when they were marrying the father of the lady did not bless the marriage which I've seen in Kakaba I've seen a lot of such situations even in this our church why because the lady's parents were not flowing your uncle was stepping as a father if your father is alive your uncle is not your father so going into it the gentleman told me that so he persisted uh, they didn't get help here to meet the father so I said no you have been married for how many years for so many years your problems all your problems because of that so what I'll do is that go and look for the father and go and apologize kneel down before the father and beg him thank God that he will be alive if he's alive this will be easier if he's dead then we have to use another method so I gave them that project and they went and then did it and finally I was there one day when they told me that they have heard that the father is somewhere so Mr. Kofi they searched and went to meet the father in a village somewhere so when they met the father the father said ah it's good you came before I died yes and he said who told you to come and he said our pastor I said can I talk to your pastor so they called me from their place and the father said Osofo Michel he said yeah because you see according to the mother it's like oh i mean uh, your, your uncle will be there who told you some of you the problems you are going through i'm telling you it is because of this one and some of you the problems you are about to go through the problems you may be about to go through could be related to dishonor dishonor of your boss dishonor of your mother dishonor of your father dishonor of your pastor it is connected to some honor and dishonor somewhere you'll be shocked it is usually the case some people even miss the person you have to relate to or miss the husband you have to marry because you dishonored and you go and marry a foolish man who is going to kill you in the next three years? 
the Lord because you dishonor the right person who doesn't tell you nonsense. I'm speaking prophetically now. A lot of the gone so soon. We should I didn't have go soon. Because life be. Without without any remedy. So some of you, even when you come to church, don't see your pastor just as a pastor. See him as a, as a family father. That's why in the Catholic Church they even refer to them as father. Because he's a father. I am like a father to you. I may be younger than you, but I'm a spiritual father. What I say and you obey, I'm telling you, you are honoring me, and it is connected to something. What our father Bishop God says, who is like a big father, is what Moses was fathering God's people. But he was a prophet. He was a cool man. At the point, God had to tell Moses to write down the things that he, God, was telling him to lead his people by. Don't joke with it. And you know, we have such fathers, spiritually, in, in our families, we have fathers. We have mothers. If you are a child, we have husbands. Don't joke with your husband. Don't dishonor your your husband. Don't dis. Even if your husband doesn't give you money, it's a mistake to dishonor. Hello, look. When you read a book written by Rick Joyner, there was a, a lady who dishonored the husband. And at the point, God had to take the lady out. And Jesus was telling Rick Joyner, a prophet, how. He, Jesus allowed the lady to be taken out. I saw my Yahweh be born. My Yahweh born. Me and Yahweh be cool in perfume. My Yahweh man says slowly, "You will as I see son of man from the band who saw." So this lady, gradually as she was dying, was thinking and thinking and thinking. That gradually she died and left the husband, and God allowed it so that the husband can flow well in ministry. So your bar wouldn't need the SF at a Maukua. You be shocked. So Kuya Kwasi had a cry. I'm going to put the Maukua film. Now what does he actually say? But what if I need the SF at a Maukua? God will just take you out. God, he's 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 interested in principles. He's interested in morality. He's interested in right things. That's why the right justice, right standing with God. And you know, this point that I'm saying today is that God wants us to admire the people we have to honor. If you have to honor me, admire me. If you have to honor Bishop Doug, admire him. Find reasons why you should admire him. And that's why two weeks ago I took my time to show a video of what our father is doing even for us. What God is using him to do. Also. So, why should you reasons why you have to honor your husband and admire him? You have reasons why. Some in italics, some in bolts, some in cups, some in font size 20, some in 72. Ayah! 
of all the men that you met in your life, who was bold enough, or you think it was easy, to, to, to go and get this thing and bring you before people and say, from today, of all the ladies in the world, I choose this one and then put a ring on you. Refi. So if you start talking like that, the husband can also say, maybe even when you came into my life, that's when I got broke. But that is not the issue. Don't talk like that. Rather, what God says is that honor. And when you honor, then God begins to bless you. Clap your hands for Jesus. In the same way, your daddy, your mommy may not be doing some things you expect, but God says honor. Don't dishonor. Admire. Don't disgrace. When Ham disgraced his dad, then he inherited the curse. And then through that curse, all of us are. The next point. Point number three. Honor with a conviction. Honor with a conviction. What is a conviction? Who can find a meaning of conviction? Conviction. Honor with conviction. Honor with a conviction. Dictionary. Hmm? Those who are projecting by now, you should be able to do some things. Conviction. Uh huh. Dictionary. Yes. Uncle Mike. A firmly held belief. Judgment of guilt in the code of law. A state of being for or approved guilty. That's what you have. Here's another. Synonyms, yeah. Assurance. Assuredness. Certainty. Certitude. Confidence. Doubtlessness, positiveness, sureness, satisfaction. If all these words can fit into what I'm saying, you must have some satisfaction, some assuredness, some certainty, some positiveness about the person for you to be able to honor. You know. Mary had a conviction that Ada, Mary who came to honor Jesus with the alabaster box of ointment had some conviction that other people did not have. The cousin Oya convicted her. And as Oya persuaded her. And Nietzsche said, beyond all reasonable doubt, Oya sitting said, this person is special to you. This person deserves this. You see, when you are when you are persuaded or convicted about something, nothing moves you. To notice here, and convicted about nothing moves us. We are ready to go get it. That we will we, we do 
without thinking about it because you are convicted and all of us have some things that we are convicted about oh yes so we are convicted that if i go to work i'll be paid oh that's why you wake up at dawn and leave and go to work if you are not convicted there are some times when it rains you go what makes you get up and go is your conviction that when you go you repeat we are convicted that when we are sick and go to this doctor he will help us he will show us what to do when we go this few days ago i took my daughter that had an accident to the hospital my conviction was that when i go the doctor will do some x-ray and i check that conviction is what took me there if i was not convicted i wouldn't go so conviction is what drives us irrespective of whatever to still do what we have to do and you need conviction to be able to honor the people you must honor you know you cannot force people to honor god you cannot force people to honor god's servants you cannot force people to honor their husbands you cannot force people you know one time i remember prophet was sharing with us he said that there was an issue with them um, the husband and the wife and then they were called for a meeting a family meeting and when they were called for the family meeting the family had the issue and when they listened to the issue and heard they said no 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 it is their daughter who was wrong and they were guns Today, say sorry to her. So reluctantly she got up. Then the father said, shouted at her. So when he went, then she went to stand before the husband. They said, They say I should come and tell you that I'm sorry. Was it in the country or something? You're sorry. The father shouted. Then he looked at the husband and said, Me, I can't care. At that point, the father said, No. I think we are doing a saying. I am beyond repairs. Because, sister, I'm sure she was not convicted. To go and really apologize because I do not know but that won't tell us you. I am you. I am a cool woman. Oh, you know. I don't know you some way. Got to put here in all these things. Your dad, he was experienced and said that Konako Paul Kuncho. Yes, Opanichu and Kasu. Yeah, Opanichu. What did Nabi ask at me? I saw you. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. So, what the preacher is preaching? What do you think about that? I want to share. I want to share a, a dream that Prophet said he had one day. So, Prophet had this dream that he was to honor a man of God. Now, listen, because it can apply to you. In the dream, the Lord spoke to him and told him that if he did honor him, this man, he will not go. He will if you do not honor this man, he will not get to certain heights in ministry. So since then, he has tried to honor this man because of the dream that he had. 
He said, I have had enough experiences and perhaps reasons not to honor this man that I saw in a dream that God says I should honor. There are reasons, practical reasons. But it is my conviction that keeps me on the road of honoring this man of God. And I honor him easily because I have the conviction to do so. It is sometimes what it is is that God sometimes craft for, for you to have the conviction will give you a dream or give you an experience that will let you one more example. I know of a, 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 a couple they shared their experience with me a certain couple but when I say story now, then your ears lift up in the spirit. <laughs> so this couple, this couple, the husband felt that the wife was not honoring him. So one day, the husband prayed a prayer and said, "From today, Lord, I remove my love." Because you see, you can be with your spouse, but love is not working. <laughs> so, one day, the wife who felt that, oh, eh, me, I also work, I also bring money. I mean, everything, it's like everything was okay. Without you, I can still survive. I don't even need sex from you. But all those things, ish. So, one day, the, the man tells me that. The wife was there. We had slept, but we were sleeping on one bed. And I don't know whether the wife was having a nightmare or something. Then she screamed. Ah! When she screamed, she held the husband. And the husband said, Is, is everything okay? So, so after that, see, after that, she changed. She she changed. So there was a revelation. There was something that brought conviction. Sister, brother, whoever you have to honor, if you don't honor, and God especially to honor, sometimes God will give you a dream. Sometimes God will give you a bad experience that will let you. You will be forced to honor. That's why Paul said that Jesus, those who don't bow to Jesus, don't bow to Jesus now. One day, they will still bow. Or, those who don't honor Jesus now, one day, they will honor. So some of us, we need conviction. Sometimes you have to pray for the conviction, especially as you are hearing the message and you know that this person that I have to honor, I don't feel like honoring. Pray for God to give you that conviction. And then I'm sure God will help you. Clap your hands for Jesus. Let me give you the last one. Let me give you the last one. Now, honor according to rank. Honor according to rank. Honor according to rank. To flow in the grace of honoring people, you need to honor everyone according to their rank. It is much easier to honor people according to who they really are in your life. You cannot honor someone above the person's rank. 
Can I have an amen? You must not honor someone who is not as important with the same honor you give to a more important person. I'm going to explain. Bible says in First Samuel chapter 2, I want to read from verse 26. We've been looking at this chapter for a while now. First Samuel chapter 2, and I'm reading from verse 26. Bible says, And the child Samuel grew and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, That saith the Lord. Did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father one day when in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at my offering? which I have commanded in my habitation, and honorest thy sons above me. So, it's okay if you say you want to honor your sons, but you have honored your sons above me. And that was where God took the problem from. That's a problem. You have honored somebody you shouldn't honor above me. So even for example, let's take church. We should know the levels. I am Bishop Chris. You cannot honor me more than Bishop Dag. It means you don't understand some things. And I won't teach you that. It is wrong. It is principally wrong. Recently, I heard some story about some children who were asking their father, that, Daddy, when your mommy speak, who should we listen to? And it was a message. Like, for you to even come and ask that question means that mommy is doing something wrong. Let us not be Christians who do things like unbelievers. Why should children come and ask daddy when you speak and mommy speak, who should we listen to? Question Who should we listen to? You should listen to who? Uh, church, tell me, who, who should they listen to? I can't hear you. Who should they listen to? I can't, those who are not saying some are suspicious of your heart. Who should they listen to? Yeah, your father. Somebody say your father. And not who? Your mother. I didn't hear you. Who should they listen to? And not who? Yeah. Your father, not your mother. Yes. You have a problem, your, your, your mind is sick. You are actually supposed to go in psychiatric hospital. Yes. <laughs> Me too, fool. Oh. Ah. So the dad was confused. He didn't tell the children anything, but it was a message. So, ah. What are you talking about? But you see, sometimes I also blame the dad. Sometimes there are some daddies who have given the responsibility of such things to the mom. It's like indirectly, what hand you over? Responsibility, maybe the children are also feeling that ah, when we look at you, just the um, anatomical features that are different, but we feel that mommy is more like dada and daddy is more like mother. If it is like that, then it's a problem. 
But in this our church, as believers who believe in the Bible, we know that there is a level. There is daddy before money. Paul taught us what Jesus expects of us. He said that there is the wife, and then the head of the wife is the husband. And the head of the husband is Christ. And the head of Christ is God. So the question shouldn't come into the minds of the children. It must be clear. When you sit down at home and you're sitting eating, who is at the head table? Daddy, not mommy. And daddy sits here. Daddy, you are misbehaving. It's wrong. Daddy should sit here. Even if you, you are not the one who gave the money, you should sit at the head table. Teach your children what to do. Mommy should sit here. Look up. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Yeah? Why are daddy a ultra humble? Ultra humble. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is out tonight. Some people make their children sit at the head table. Wrong. That's why you're. Recently, I saw something on YouTube. A, 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 small, a small boy or small girl was on Facebook also. I think the, the, the boy said, Mommy, I'm talking to one, you listen? <laughs> Mommy, are you, are you not responding? <laughs> so boy, about seven years or something, he was slapping the, the mom. <laughs> because the mom is not responding. And when he saw the mom, he said, Oh, stop, what are you doing? <laughs> Look at this. It didn't mean that I was watching, I wish I was there. I wish I could enter there and hold this boy's neck and bring him to church and pull my back and wash him. <laughs> Bad behavior. It's a bad thing. You are the ones who promote social vices from home. Because you allow your children to do what they have to do. You can't correct them. When you correct, it means love. When you don't correct, it means hatred. I correct you. I correct you. You discipline. You discipline. You discipline. That is why when we come to church, we have some of you who have not had buddies and mommies training you. That's why you bring those things to church. And you take it to marriage. That's why you are not enjoying your marriage. Because your husband sees that you don't respect him. What in my house? In my house, there is order. Serious order. And my children, I put order. The next one, second one was the first is the first was smallish, but she can say anything everybody wants listen. That's the training. And second, third was honored second. When we sit in the car, a penny or can is the one sits in front. Yes. You can't you can't you can't you can't. <laughs> and you see, if you have a problem with this, your heart is not correct. I'm telling you. I'm teaching you Bible. Your heart is not correct. One day, some people came to an office, a big person's office. And then, the big person was not there. And then, I think they were choristers. And then, one of the choristers went to sit in the big person's chair. So when the big person got there, he screamed, Shut up! Get out! So get out of that chair. Can't you see this chair is different? Can't you see? 
guy was frightened. He said, Don't be frightened. And the guy came and came to kneel down. Then she prayed for him. He said, He will pray for him. Even the fact that you have just come immediately to receive prayer, you don't understand. It, oh, you, are, you are acting. And that's how most of us are. And you know, you take a lot of crossy crossy boundaries just like that. Oh, you need to be fun, you need to be friendly, you need to. No! We don't do things like that. And if you don't bring that in your home, we don't bring that in the church. We have a church that is disorderly. We have a nation that is disorderly. You can't just be moving power and then you put your car. Whereas you are not have that license. It's wrong. We shall arrest you. But in Ghana, you go scot free. These days, the police have become a little bit wilder, and they should. That's what brings sanity. Am I preaching wrongly? Oh my, oh on time as well. At the age of six, TV Hey, man. I mean, yeah. When Eli decided not to publicly denounce and dismiss his sons, he was actually honoring them. He was showing them respect. And so he had to correct them, but he was not correcting. So indirectly, he was actually honoring them. So, so you are actually saying that what they are doing is okay. Yes. He was showing them respect. He was giving them some honor. Unfortunately, this respect that he granted his sons to God was a sign that he had not given God the honor that he, God, deserved. God did not take this lightly and release one of the most withering curses on Eli. If someone advises you, now listen to this scenario and I'm explaining it, closing with it. If someone, for instance, advises you, you may choose to reject his advice. So maybe I advise you, I say something. You can say, Bishop Castle, you may reject. That's okay. If another person advises you to do the same exact thing that maybe I told you, and you rather obey the second person, then you have honored the second person more than the first. Reverend, stand up. Yes. This is Reverend Cops and this is Reverend Lot. If Reverend Lot tells you that we have arranged three chairs, no, you can sit here, but sit here. And he said, please, sit here. He said, but Reverend Lot, I'm a chorister. you can sit anywhere. Ah, you cry. Then you sit there. Reverend Copson comes. He has something in his coat, which Reverend Lot doesn't have. And then he comes and he said, he doesn't speak too loud and said, can you please move and sit here? And you immediately move and sit here. What you have told everybody, who was and who is not, <laughs> is that you honor this one more than this one. Assuming you come and you realize that, ah, but you and you, this one is senior. What it means is that you have even dishonored this one the more. And sometimes that's what people are doing they don't know. I'll give you an example. Please sit down. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to show you. 
For example, your husband may ask you to run up the staircase. And you may disobey him. What usually people do? Darling, I want you to run to the staircase and bring me this. That's, ah, could you not want to make a But if your pastor tells you to run up the same staircase, you obey with joy. You obey with joy. You obey with joy. What you are doing is that you honor your pastor more than your husband, which is wrong. And many ladies, that's why you are not doing well because you honor your you are a pretentious beast. Pretentious. So, hey, pastor, hey, bishop, let me show you. Experienced pastors like us, we are not moved by such things. Anybody who works around here asks, How are you treating your husband? Are you doing this? Like, Mr. Sampa, have I not many times asked you, Are you doing that to your husband? Yes, please. Yes. Because you say, Oh, I said, Mr. Sampa, are you doing that to your husband? If not, then stop it. Stop it. You're impressing him. Most of you don't honor the people at home, but you honor your bosses. Because of which I'm going to go to your account. Yes. 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 If your pastor tells you to run up the staircase and you obey him, then your pastor is more honest than your husband. Indeed, in honoring your pastor's instruction, you have shown that you actually despise your husband's instruction. If a man of God comes to preach, and I'm ending with this, if a man of God comes to our church here to preach, you may give him a hundred dollars as an honorarium. Another man of God may also be a speaker at the same program. You may choose to give him only ten dollars as an honorarium. The honor you gave to the first person by giving him a hundred dollars shows that you honor him more. A hundred dollars is more substantial honor than ten dollars. A founder and father of a church like ours felt that he was not being honored in his church. He felt that other visitors were honored more than he was honored in the very church he had founded, which is common. And that's what I'm correcting. Indeed, the scripture teaches us to honor our fathers, not our uncles. You cannot honor your uncle more than you honor your father. You have to honor your uncle. But don't honor your uncle far more than your father. So he asked his resident pastor, How much honorarium did you give to this preacher who came to your church? And he found out that the visiting preacher was honored far more than he, the father and founder of the church, had ever been honored. The church had taken their founder and senior pastor for granted and were honoring the visitors and uncles far more than the founder. It's a mistake. It's almost like you're taking your nose from where it should be and putting it on your forehead. You are a beast. Displacement of where things should be causes strange entities. One day, a pastor conducted a convention at his church. At the end of the service, a man came up and presented a brand new Toyota Land Cruiser as a gift to the visiting prophet. The senior pastor was happy that the visiting prophet had received such a large gift. However, he was amazed that his church members of many years would honor a visiting prophet who has just come once 
so highly but have never seen the need to even give you a small Toyota car. Close your eyes. Holy Spirit have mercy on us. Holy Spirit have mercy on us. Holy Spirit have mercy on us. It's okay to lift up your voice and say, Lord, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Have mercy wherever you faulted. Have mercy, have mercy. Some of us have honored people that we shouldn't have honored so highly than even people we should honor. Your husband is to be honored. Don't give your husband a normal plate. And when you have a visa, you bring the plate from the room. A nice glass plate. Your husband should use a cup. When Bishop comes, then you go and pull out the nice glass. It's wrong. It's a bad behavior. And these are the things we are doing. When you go home as a lady, you leave your hair, you leave your dress. Anyhow, you don't bath. But when you see that this time something, you just go bath and then put on your mask and then spray. Hey, who are you doing this thing to? Because since you are dishonoring, you are not honoring well. You have to honor. Let's learn these things. We must honor, especially according to ranks. Who is more valuable to you is the one that you should receive much honor from. And that person has received much honor from you. In the name of Jesus. Father, as you have heard your word, we think through, meditate over it, and help us to correct where we have wronged. We pray for mercy. Stand to your feet, my dear. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Heavenly Father, as a church, we are correcting this behavior. We have honored visiting some visiting pastors far more than our own, our own prophet, our own. Some of us even go to prayer camps and honor prophets with such honor that is far higher than what you do, our prophet. Who has built a church for us? Who has blessed us with bishops and pastors? Who has helped us to have books to read that's guiding us? Whose books have changed our lives? But sometimes we forget. We pray that we will correct all these things. It is connected to how well we will do and how long we will live. We pray that as a church, as we correct this, may our life become nicer, smoother, easier, sweeter, more glorious from glory to glory. I prophesy over this congregation with their good hearts. Honor them. Some of them didn't know. But as they have known the truth, may the truth manufacture them to be free. In the name of Jesus. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449 0540-77-4941 Stay blessed.